0: This is Lloyd show. This is local that matters to you, local people, local events, local news and sports. For Lloyd Minster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Hey, welcome inside the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan another gorgeous fall day as we come to the end of October here. Uh, $10 oil changes uh, in October here at the new Lloyd Minster Nissan and we are fully stocked with more vehicles arriving all the time so if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle get down to the new Lloyd Minster Nissan ASAP. Uh, Lloyd Mr. Legion still looking for volunteers to sell poppies on Poppy Day Poppy Day is on Saturday already. And if you would like to help out the Lloyd Mr. Legion, by helping to sell poppies, you can call them at 306-825-2521. Less than a week to go now before the uh, Labus vacation raffle. That's going to wrap up on November the 1st. So Monday, with the big draw for a $10,000 travel voucher or $8,000 cash, uh, you can pick up your tickets by calling the Labus office, and they can arrange to get you those tickets. Their number is 306-825-70. You can also email labus at sasktel.net. Tickets are one for 20, 10 for 50, or $100. gets you 100 tickets and a chance to win that $10,000 travel voucher. No winner in the Lloyd X's Chase the Ace uh, draw last night. Now 49 cards remaining. It's really just getting started. The uh, jackpot, though, up over $20,000 now. So get your tickets for just $10 or three for 25, eight for 50 or 20 for 100 tickets can be purchased three ways online and you can go to www.loydxh.com to do that you can e-transfer you can buy them in person draws are each wednesday night Border City Farmers Market goes today from noon to 5 at the Service Sports Centre. And then again on Saturday. And Saturday there will be trick-or-treating from 11 to 4 with their vendors. And yes, once again, that is at the Service Sports Centre as well. COVID-19 vaccination clinics in the area today. Noon to 7.30 at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan Wild Rose Pavilion. Flu vaccinations are also available. You have to book, though, if you're heading down today for that. But there is a COVID-19 vaccination clinic at the Gold Horse Casino and Lakeland College tomorrow with walk-in for flu vaccinations and Saturday there's a flu and COVID-19 vaccination clinic at the Prairie North Health Plaza and that runs from 9 to 4. I believe both Pfizer and Moderna are available. Well, Mr. Lyons, Sock Drive is back again and it's running until December the 20th. Socks can be dropped off in Northern Factory Workwear, the Legacy Centre Exhaust Masters, uh, Northern Factory Workwear Clearance Centre. Socks are given to the Men's Shelter and the interval home and uh, they could really use your help just drop off a new pair of socks and because uh, we just uh, love ice cream and trick-or-treating they've combined the two of them. I guess today is miracle treat day at Dairy Queen with uh, proceeds going towards the Children's Stullery Hospital take a break be right back to talk about downtown trick-or-treating as well as meet the winners of the downtown business of the year award She's a personal finance expert and blogger.
1: So I want to share with you guys some of the biggest money mistakes we make. Because there's so much we can do to improve our financial lives. Hi, I'm Carrie Kay Taylor, and you're invited to join me November 1st for an exclusive members-only event with Synergy Credit Union. I'm going to share the strategies that will give you the clarity and confidence to build your financial dreams on your terms. It's going to be fun, so if you're not a member yet, join right now, and I'll see you soon. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today.
0: PWM Steel in Lord Minster is the key supplier and largest indoor inventory of steel between Edmonton and Saskatoon. Locally owned, PWM Steel offers a wide range of services from steel cutting and bending to custom sign and powder coating. PWM Steel uses aluminum products as well as new and recycled steel key supplier of steel products and services since 1982. Visit their website at pwmsteel.com. Hey, welcome back inside the new lloyd minster nissan i'm kurt price along with our guest today ben harrison who is here representing the downtown area redevelopment committee and joel mccaw and mccaw's was the winners mccaw funeral service the winners of the downtown business of the year award this is think lloyd thursday as we uh talk about shopping local and keeping things local and doing things uh locally so that's where we'll start uh Mm -hmm. uh, ben let's start with uh what's happening downtown and specifically what's happening happening downtown on Saturday
1: well because you can never have enough trick-or-treating uh, downtown Lloydminster is hosting a downtown trick-or-treat for all those who are young at, ho- young at heart and who want to dress up in a costume we have a range of, of great businesses downtown and, and actually some non nonprofits organizations who are going to be opening their doors um, between 10 and 3 on Saturday um, to to do to uh, to welcome some trick-or-treaters How do you know if a
0: business is participating?
1: All right. Well, uh, we have a, um, and I say we, um, so I'm speaking on behalf of our uh, new downtown area redevelopment committee. Um, We've been working with city administration, so we have a poster that we've distributed to to many of the businesses that have, have made a commitment so uh, what we're encouraging people to look for is to head downtown on Saturday um, and once again that's between 10 and 3 and to look for businesses that are having a downtown Lloydminster trick-or-treater treat, trick-or-treating poster um, in their front
0: window now you have to follow the SHA rules so what are those rules for
1: sure. So, we what um, we are uh, what's required, as I understand them, is that um, when people are in public spaces or inside of um, businesses, uh, they are required to wear a mask. Um, we're also really looking at this as more of an activity and rather not so much an event so we're we're wanting people to get out and to enjoy some trick-or-treating to enjoy um, visiting some of our local businesses Uh, but at the same time we're we're really um, hoping that people can um, approach it in a way where they're not gathering in large numbers um they're being careful in maybe their social socialization um, following kind of uh, physical um, distancing um, guidelines and so we're just really wanting to um, just yeah really approach this as more of an activity rather than a gathering
0: now tell us about dark tell us about the downtown area redevelopment committee
1: yeah so the the city administration city council um, Uh, began a process a few years ago to create what I like to consider as kind of a strategic strategic plan for our downtown Um, and so within that plan there's uh, about five key goals Um, and actually one of those goals is having more events and more programming happening in our downtown Um, and so that plan was I believe passed in um, 2019 or early 2020 and as part of that, one of the other goals of the plan was to create um, some additional leadership for our downtown. And so the Downtown Area Redevelopment Committee um, kind of was created over the summer. And it's it's a rep- representative group of downtown businesses, um, people who own property in the downtown, as well as others in the community who just have a real heart um, and passion for supporting local businesses, supporting our downtown area. And so this committee is just Really in the uh, beginning phases, uh, but we're looking to um, to to meet on a regular basis. We work with city council and city administration, business owners, um, other stakeholders, to to try to move forward some of the goals and and um, ideas that were presented in the downtown area redevelopment plan.
0: Got anything else cooking?
1: You know, we are always um, wanting to to support local initiatives. And um, we're, as I said, we're still really getting started. And so as part of that process, we're trying to um, take, you know, there's always governance type things like creating subcommittees and, and, and um, doing research. And but at the same time, we're also trying to um, take action. And, and so this uh, Downtown Trick-or-Treating is one of our first um, kind of sponsored um, activities by the uh, the committee, but we also really want to recognize the good work of others in our community, such as uh, Don Hames at uh, Don's Interiors and uh, Lauren and Nicole at Legacy DIY, and they um, they organized over the summer a, a night market in the downtown as well as pumpkin fest. So we always are on the lookout to to hear about others in the community who want to um, create programming or events for downtown, and we want to work with them to to have really successful
0: kind of experiences. Yeah, Pumpkin Fest was huge. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a major, major success. So, uh, Joel, congratulations on the uh, oh, Downtown Business of the Year Award. Oh, uh, why is what Dark is doing important uh, for Macaw Funeral Services? Because you're, you're not a walk-in, you yeah. know, type of, type of business. Yeah. So why is it important for Macaws and what, what uh, Downtown Area Redevelopment Committee is doing?
2: yeah i i just think that when it comes to the work that they're doing right now it's just uh i I guess it's just a reiteration of what we feel like is important again the downtown being important the the community that's fostered there the history that comes from the downtown and i I think that again any any efforts and any um, focus on what's happening downtown is just good exposure and good again good information for people to have. Again, I don't think everybody in Lloydminster really realizes what is downtown or the full extent of the businesses there and the real representation that it has of the entrepreneurial spirit that is ingrained in the DNA of Lloydminster and it's this it's this first step for lots of places or it's a breeding ground and it's just this place that if properly fostered, again, we feel like it's so important for, again, why, why we're there and why we're a part of the downtown is to be able to continue to foster that and to continue to, to drive business there and to continue to just be a part of our community in our presence and in, in what's being done down there as well, too.
0: How long has the Macaw's funeral services been downtown?
2: so again technically we have been there since 1967 I had to go back to my my history consultant and that's Dave McCaw my grandfather he's he's lived it and been there so I I did a little bit of uh, chatting with him this morning and so again technically we were in Lloydminster 10 years prior to that and we were there um, at a building that we built and it was right adjacent to the old creamery in lloyd minster and so that was our where our was the creamery so the creamery is just a little bit farther down uh 50th street a little bit um actually only a block or so away with what we would consider okay. the downtown a little bit uh east of where we are currently um so again we, we felt like again our our exposure and our uh intro into lloydminster was fairly close to the downtown area right from the beginning it was uh due to a fire an electrical fire that happened at that location though that forced us to look at another location downtown and that was the funeral home that was in the building that we are in currently now so we through a process of uh, lots of community focus and community minded people and people stepping up to give us credits even too through the, the local synergy credit union um, that we were able to make that move and so again our our family and our family history is all very closely intertwined with um, I think the things that are important about Lloydminster and why it is such a special place and why you hear so many people talk about the generosity of local businesses and people that make Lloydminster their home and you're hearing it time and time again and still throughout this last couple of years that have probably been pretty difficult for for lots of local businesses and
0: people in general so downtown since 1967 yeah ever won the downtown a business before and that even nominated? You know? So
2: actually I don't think we've ever been nominated or or received the downtown business award. It's it's a pretty special thing. Again, we I feel like again, downtown's our home and Lloydminster uh, community is such a big part of what's important to us and so um, yeah, really for us, I was saying to Ben before we started that it's just, it's an honour to be even nominated for an award like that and recognized for our place in the downtown community. Again, we don't really always fit that same kind of mould of all the other businesses that are downtown and their retail spaces and how they they operate maybe a little bit uh, differently than we do, but uh, we, we feel like, yeah, again, we are very much a part of that downtown uh, business core and believe in what's you know, in where we are and what we do, and how our, we're a part of it. And so, yeah, really big honor to have have won it, and and even been dominated again alongside lots of other really deserving and really awesome businesses that are doing really cool things downtown
0: Ludminster. Why do you think you won in twenty twenty one?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Again, I I think we're still a little bit shocked that we were again considered to, to be even nominated, let alone win that award, but um, I, I think it probably to a certain degree has to do with our, um, some of the strategies that we took throughout the pandemic and some of the uh, ways that we were able to as an essential service continue um, doing what we do. Um, Again, community and gathering and all of that stuff has looked a lot differently even when you talk about the Halloween event and the need to be careful and, and safe in our, our gathering spaces and so we had to turn to live streaming and, and lots of different online components just to try and continue to foster that community that is so important to families when they're going through a, a loss and, and the difficulty of that. Um, and so we definitely don't feel like it's the same thing but this this allowed so many people to participate in a way that they were unable to um, previous um, the technology was there it's it's all fairly accessible but it was just something we hadn't had to rely on the same way that we did but it allowed people in a real-time way to to participate and be involved and, and see the service but not have to worry about if if there was uh, you know a reason that they couldn't be there, whether that be sickness or or just limitations on gathering sizes and so um, I feel like again we we did that just out of necessity and out of need and and I think lots of businesses pivot in a similar way, whether that's getting into an online retail space or or offering curbside pickup or whatever it was. Um, uh, I just think we had this yeah really neat opportunity to address the the community as a part of supporting our families and the people that we serve in the community so.
0: I, I know you said that you know you, you guys moved downtown and stuff but can you give us a little more uh, history on the business particularly because this is a family run business. Yeah,
2: Yeah definitely so our history dates back to 1948 is when we technically started serving families in, in this capacity and in, in funeral service. Um, it actually started in Turtleford, Saskatchewan, and so we still have a location there. It's very special to us, that community that we started in. And it was my uh, grandfather's brother, uh, Meredith McCaw, Mert is what he went by. Um, they decided as they were continuing to serve communities in this way that they would make the move to Lloydminster to have a location there as well too. So like I said that was in 1958. It was a few years prior to that though that Dave started to work for his older brother um, just kind of part time while he was going to school in the summer and that was his first exposure. He, he officially started working full time around that time that we moved to Lloydminster and um, through that series of being here in Lloydminster though fairly quickly we, we actually lost Mert in a motor vehicle accident and so that was a big hit to our family and uh, to what we did but um, Dave had kind of made the decision already to be a part of it and to continue on the, the work that his brother had started already and so then um, by that time he was then working with uh, Mert's Widow, um, uh, 1967 hits when we had the fire in that location and so forced us to to again regroup and and move over to the other location that we're in now. Um, And yeah, shortly after I I guess it was a while after that maybe that uh, then Dave had his own boys enter into the business and so he had three of his boys um, join him at at certain stages to then uh, carry on to the next generation um, through Reg and and Glenn and, and Dale my father and then yeah a continuation of our story was that we unfortunately lost my dad in a motor vehicle accident and 2009 and so we just celebrated and again that word of celebrating but it was an anniversary and it was a a big event in our family's life that we lost him 12 years ago now Um, and I had the fortune to have worked with him a period of time about six months and I kind of took a bit of consideration and a bit of time to Decide whether or not I wanted to continue on what, again, our family has, has done and the the history that we have and the impact I think that we had on a community that, again, is really really close to our hearts and our family's hearts. And so, I I eventually kind of did decide I'd uh, I carry it on and I, I'm very glad that I did. I feel like again, you're very fortunate when you enjoy doing what you do for for a living, but um, to have the kind of uh, the purpose and the kind of uh, fulfillment and uh, all of that all tied into your vocation. And, and to be able to meet families at their worst and, and try and help in just some small way is something that we feel is, is very important and just very glad to uh, be able to continue on that legacy and continue on that work uh, that our family started.
0: You, you said that you worked with your dad for six months. Mm-hmm. So when did you start thinking this? you're, you're going to be in the family business? Yeah. Like, was it always just assumed?
2: No, no. I think I pictured myself doing something very different. I, I think you grow up in a family where you, you see your dad working the hours that he works or you, you see the kind of sacrifices that he makes to be there for for other people. and. I think he, I, I just, I, I figured I'd do something else. And so I had already completed a couple of years of post-secondary and had thought, yeah, I'd be going on to bigger things, but I'll, I'll, I'll need to make some money. And so I'll need to maybe work for dad for a little bit of time here. So I was giving it a bit of a chance and more on the aspect of, okay, what's the next stepping stone? But I, I think it was, again, through through some of those circumstances and through some of my, I think, realizing the, the kinds of, uh, passions, gifts and and things that I had already that just seemed to just fit right into the role that uh, I would continually kind of work my way into and so, yeah, I, I definitely don't think it was an assumed thing
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and, and tell me about working with your grandpa though like that yeah. has to be that has to be uh not everybody gets to work with their grandpa that's,
2: that's just it i i think that again I, I i view it as one of my favorite things and and probably one of the harder things as well too with my role but again i think overall to to be able to go into work and to have a person like dave again he's He's my grandpa, and that's a, that's a special thing of one. But uh, to have somebody that's just, I view him as a, a bit of a legend, a bit of a local, um, local community member. That again, he's just he's made so many connections with so many people, and uh, it's just really neat to have that wealth of knowledge as I s- sit and drive to a rural place in Saskatchewan. Uh, to do a service for a family and he he points out a rock that's the the marking place for a turn off to head to somebody's farm or a story of how he he remembers again another location where there's a sign and that that reminds him of a, a family that he helped so many years ago to to get through this set of circumstances and it's just yeah. It's it's like driving with a, a local almanac, and just the, the amount of history and the amount of uh, passion and care that he has for this this local community is is just really special to have that kind of yeah intentional time and, and relationship and one I wouldn't have otherwise if I didn't actually work with him and 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 he stepped up a lot too in in trying to make sure that. Uh, both myself and my brother had somebody intentionally coming alongside them and showing them, you know, what he's done and, and how to best serve the community through through example and, and that's not something that I think he was necessarily uh, prepared to do or, or thinking he would have to do when you have a son that's already, a couple of sons carrying on the tradition, but there wasn't a moment of hesitation and as he works into his 80s now alongside <laughs> us it's always how can I help you and how, how what do you need done and if that's washing a car or that's uh, going out to the cemetery it's it's he's always more than willing to just jump in and, and come alongside us and, and continue to serve the, the Lloydminster community in a, a really tangible way so that's that's a really neat part of
0: it. I think he carries himself with such uh, such presence such as like and, and such esteem I mean I think all three of us here probably aspire to to be a little bit more like like Dave all the time right yeah. to have that to have that community involvement to have that you know mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. that that comes along with that yeah. uh, you mentioned grief um that's mm-hmm. such a huge part of 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 what McCaw Funeral Services does but how do they carry on that you, you have programs that that you guys have have done for many years particularly around the christmas season yeah how have you been able to continue that during the uh pandemic?
2: yeah that's that's an interesting question because it is something that weighed pretty heavy on us last year and and coming into the christmas season and, and realizing that there was a lot of families that first off again had lost somebody and and we wanted to make sure to continue to recognize that journey that they're going through but second off lots of them were not afforded the same opportunities to recognize that loss again collectively with their communities, whether that's their own families even or within the larger community in Lloydminster and so we really didn't feel like it would be fair to go and cancel something like that event and so a really neat partnership that we've had is is with a local AV company here in town Um, Maz Entertainment and they assisted us in just little ways at the beginning and anything they could do to help they they continued to just offer assistance in any way they could but um, they had connections with a company that had these large outdoor screens and so we knew that we could keep people safe and keep people um, comfortable if we just even had them come in their own vehicles set up in the parking lot behind our building and um, again it's it's technically the service credit union parking lot so again just lots of neat things about being part of downtown and being part of the Lloydminster community that of course they they wanted to to help us in that way and let us use their parking lot that would otherwise sit empty at that hour that we were going to be using it so uh, we were able to to bring in some some extra help and then and the outdoor screen and and live stream an event that we would normally have everybody in person for in our chapel, but just have those people that wanted to be in, in physical presence with us and, and together collectively um, come and sit in their vehicles and, and listen and watch, watch the service from the warmth and, the, and, and their own vehicle. And, to see again the the local clergy that we asked to speak some words of comfort into people's experiences to have uh, another close friend of ours uh, Jeremy Allen that runs his own educational uh, program called Death Ed and just trying to give people yeah that sense of you're not alone That we are going through this grief collectively and that's I think something we've realized we've all probably experienced to some degree through this last year and a half, almost two years, that we're we're going on this and through this journey of losing connection or, or losing certain, you know, activities or 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 losing, you know, even in some circumstances still yeah, loved ones if that's even just to do with a distance that's between us. And I think it's important when we're going through and journeying through grief to, first off, recognize it, uh, but second off, again, it's a quote that I'll use from my good friend Jeremy, that you need to give it a seat at the table, that you need to, to talk about it, you need to have that opportunity to say your loved one's name in a, in a physical setting of, of people that are around you and care about you. To give them that space and can continue to give them uh, give recognition to the impact and the person that they were in your lives and I think that's something that is it's not easy to do um, and maybe not always recognized as something that might be appropriate to do um, but it is just so important to to recognize that we've all lost something and we've all lost uh, uh, things that were important to us and and by recognizing it and putting a putting a name to it that we can start to work through that grief and so again as we look to this this coming holiday season um, again depending on what the the guidelines continue to look like um, but we're pretty certain that we're going to regardless have an event and and have an event downtown and it probably be in that same uh, realm of of having people be able to come in a safe way, that um, people just have that opportunity to yeah be together, whether that be physically, uh, say in their own vehicles, watching from from the parking lots, or from even the comfort of their homes. And when it's live streamed and it's accessible wherever you are, we we realized we ended up having such a large reach that we'd never really been able to achieve before, because scheduling or people's lives being busy, they can't always attend this, this event. And so um, we feel like it allowed so many more people to be able to, to view that and to, to make sure that they were taking the time that uh, they could in their lives to recognize, especially as, yeah, they go through a holiday season without that person. Um, that they're not alone and that there is um, a lot of people out there that care about the the journey that they're going through and the connection that they've they've lost to that person and want to be able to be there to continue to carry on that that name and that legacy that that person had in their lives
0: There's certain things that we talk about more and more all the time I My mean, mental health comes yeah. to mind right away mm-hmm. Is grief one of those things too like like i don't know I, I feel like uh when i was younger it was always well, just don't mention it yeah. you know just just don't say anything just don't bring up those hard those hard uh, feelings those emotions yeah. that come with it is it kind of changing a little
2: that bit? that's what i hope i think that's really what we hope again i think uh yeah there was always a mentality of that yeah, again it's probably in in line with that mental health and with Again, when we looked at statistics of men specifically, that it was always told to, you know, be tough and, and don't cry and and buck up. And, and all of those things were common phrases used for people when they were going through difficult times and, and a, a loss probably especially. So I think, again, we're seeing the ramifications of that and, and seeing some of the downfall of that kind of mentality. And I, I think that, yeah definitely when it comes to grief that it's probably something that people would rather not talk about and and falls in that same realm of of mental health you don't want to don't want to be seen as somebody that needs extra help with something like that or it's it's not a visible thing and so when you don't have something visible it's hard to really you know fix it or or uh, an outward outward band-aid that you can put on a cut and so I think grief is definitely in that same realm and I think we worry when families don't have that same opportunity to have the same kinds of rituals or or support networks, Um, again going through this last bit of time especially. Um, And so we just, yeah, we see that there needs to be probably more of a conversation that's held around that and there needs to be you know less of that stigma around grief because it's it's something that speaks to something that was really good that that connection that you had to that person the the care and the love that you had for that person they had for you is is a really special thing and and they say the the grief that we have in relation to that is going to be equal to to the to the love and the care that we had for them and so I think when we experience these big emotions, it's it's hard to know how to how to address them. And I think that again, if we know ourselves, that we can talk about that person, or we can talk about the grief that we're experiencing and the loss that we've experienced. Having that space, and then having the acceptance on the other side of it too, to to have that conversation and to to be heard and not felt like we're being a burden or being, a, you know. to the side because it feels like it's not a comfortable subject to talk about or it's not something we feel equipped to have those conversations i know i have conversations with families right now even too that i i've i've been in my role for over 12 years now but i still sit across that table from a family that's going through an unimaginable loss and you are you know lost for words but i think pretty quickly i realized that just by being there by being present, by being fully available to them and trying to help them and fill the needs that they maybe don't even know that they have at the time that they're coming to us, Um, just by giving them a space and and giving them that opportunity to share about the things that were really important about that person. It just, yeah, does a lot more than I think we, we even know.
0: Well, Joel, I want to thank you. Ben, thank you. Am I forgetting
1: anything? You know, I think I just really would love the opportunity to say if there's any businesses that would want to participate in our downtown trick-or-treat, that they can reach out uh, for more information or for one of our posters. They can email the word economy at at lloydminster.ca and get connected with more information and a poster and be able to participate in in Saturday's uh, uh,
0: activity. Yeah, it's not too late. It's not too late. Thank you both. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And speaking of Saturday, Saturday is Poppy Day, and uh, Heather Clegg is from the Lloydminster Legion is going to join us and talk about Poppy Day and about the Remembrance Day service, which will be virtual again this year as well. She'll give you all the details Thursday morning, 11 o'clock, right here from the new Lloydminster Nissan.